Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, October the 11th, 2017. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Harvey Weinstein, Terry Crews, Nelly, NeNe Leakes, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, Dr. Phil here. You know, I help people solve difficult problems every day, but one problem has me stumped, childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. Luckily, the Feeding America network of local food banks collects surplus food, giving hope to hungry children and their families. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectoral. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you set a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy 66 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's tuning in on the phone lines and the chat room. Thank you again for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Before I get started, uh, just a quick reminder, I just wanted to let you know, uh, last Friday I was supposed to do a show, I was supposed to have a special guest, Miss Camille Hyde, I'd like to apologize, Uh, unfortunately she wasn't able to make that show, I know I had tried to promote the show and everything, so she had to cancel, 
Um, I'm supposed to be having someone come in this Friday, another guest, but I'll let you know on social media because I hate to make the announcement and then something comes up and then the guest doesn't uh, show. So I'll put let you know on social media and everything who what our special Friday special Friday edition show is going to be. Well, it is Wednesday. It's hump day. I wonder how is everyone having, how's your dope day been so far? Um, lots to talk about as usual. Uh, if, if you have not been watching the news, you know about Mr. Harvey Weinstein. You know him as the Mia Mogul. Uh, he's a Hollywood heavyweight. He's uh, known for such movies as uh, Pulp Fiction, The Crying Games. Sex Lies and Videotape. Well, he's in a lot of trouble. You just when you thought that it couldn't get any worse with uh, Bill Cosby, Bill O'Reilly, here come Harvey Weinstein. And he, the, the thing about this, about his situation, this is decades. This is many different. All the well-known actresses that you love, that you go to their movies are coming out of the woodwork to say that they were sexually assaulted by this man. And now it's gotten to a point where more and more people are coming out of the woodwork. Uh, People are saying that some actors already knew, covered it up. Some of his employees knew about it, covered it up, uh, enabling him to just do whatever he wants, knowing he's in the wrong. And now, um, uh, and a lot of his Hollywood, and and the thing about Harvey Weinstein, he was a big, big, big uh, supporter of Hillary Clinton for her campaign. He's uh, he contributes a lot of money to the Democratic Party, and the bad. And he's also from New York. He's from he's a Queens native also. So. I know that don't have much any much to do with anything, but here's a man who's just been he he's been allowed to get away with this sexual assault or misconduct, and now it's coming out of the woodwork. And um, the one of the newspapers, the New York Times, broke the report. They broke the story. Uh, it had was originally published on, on October the 5th when the bombshell dropped. And as, ever since after that, there's been allegations. Again, actresses are coming out of woodwork, coming out to say that they were victims of Harvey Weinstein. Gwyneth Paltrow and Angelina Jolie, they are the latest actresses to speak out about being sexually harassed by Harvey Weinstein. Uh, The New York Times, uh, again, which published the original October 5th bombshell report detailing decades of allegations against the mogul, spoke to both actresses for a story that was published on Tuesday, October the 10th. Paltrow says she was 22 when Weinstein invited her to his hotel suite after just being cast in the title role of Emma. Now, Paltrow says that she agreed to meet with him at the Peninsula of Beverly Hills, which had been frequently mentioned as one of his regular haunts in the city. Now, though the meeting seemed like typical business at first, Paltrow says she told the Times 
uh, that the mogul suggested that she go to the bathroom for a massage. And she was a kid. She said she had just signed. And she was petrified. Now, Paltrow declined. She did tell her then-boyfriend at the time, Brad Pitt, who later confronted Weinstein. Weinstein then threatened Paltrow enough to lead her to think she was going to lose her big break. And uh, Paltrow and Weinstein would continue working together two years later. She won a Best Oscar Best Actress Oscar for her work in Shakespeare in Love, which much of that credit being directed at Weinstein. Meanwhile, Jolie went on the record with the Times via email revealing that she too had an encounter with Weinstein in a hotel room around the release of her film, Playing by Heart, in the late 1990s. Now, this is what she said. She, uh, Angelina Jolie said, quote, I had a bad experience with Harvey Weinstein in my youth and as a result choose never to work with him again and warn warn others when they did. The behavior towards women in any field, any country is unacceptable. Paltrow and Jolie are just two of six additionals on the record accounts delivered to the Times. It was followed this morning by another New York uh, New Yorker bombshell report by Ronan Farrell, who we all know is the son of Mia Farrow that contained far more serious allegations that Weinstein had raped several women, including actress Asia Argento, who participated in the story. And the New Yorker also posted audio of Weinstein captured by a Filipina-Italian model by the name of Ambra Badalana Gutierrez as part of a 2015 NYPD sting operation where uh, Weinstein was heard begging her to come in his room and watch him shower despite her repeated refusal. He also admitted to groping her breast and saying that he said, quote, I'm used to that, promising he won't do it again if she just come inside. Now, Weinstein has a new spokesperson uh, by the name of Sally Hoffmeister. She denies the new round of claims. She said, quote, any allegation of non-consensual sex are unequivocally denied by Mr. Weinstein. Mr. Weinstein has further confirmed that there were never any acts of retaliation against any women for refusing his advances. He will not be available for further comment as he has taken the time to focus on his family, on getting counseling, and rebuilding his business, unquote. And, and because of this uh, sexual scandal is going far beyond that we can imagine, His he's been... Let go from his own company. The board told him he has to pack it up. And he even tried to beg for his job, saying that just let me stay on. I promise I get help. They was like, "Mm mm-mm, no way, no way. They let him go. And another person who got some flack uh, for speaking, uh, supporting Weinstein was fashion designer Donna Karen. Yeah, she was uh she was trying to sew things up after she controversially defended Harvey amid his sex scandal and suggested some women who get harassed are asking for it. Karen issued an apology for her comment asserting that they were taken out of context after her remarks which she made Sunday that led to considerably backlash on social media. This now this is what she said. In the, this is what she said at first. She said, quote, sexual harassment is not acceptable, and this is an issue that must be addressed once and for all, regardless of the individual. And this is what she said in the statement in the Associated Press. She said, I'm truly sorry to anyone that I offended and everyone that has ever been a victim. 
Now, the apology came a day after Donna Karen, the creator of DKNY clothing label, told the Daily Mail on Cine Fashion Film Awards. She also opted that she she also said that she, um, she her her first initial statement was that women are asking for trouble by the way they present themselves and dress, and she praised Weinstein and his wife Georgina as wonderful people in the interview. Now, Weinstein, a well-known veteran of the filmmaking industry, was accused of making unwanted sexual advances toward multiple female Hollywood hopefuls over the course of three decades in a bombshell New York Times report last week. And again, multiple other women have come forward with allegations against Weinstein since. Actress Rose McGovern, Govan, who reportedly settled with Weinstein in 1997 after an accident, after an incident, and had spoken out against him over Twitter in recent days, calling Donna Karen deplorable after her comments. This is what she said. She said, "Quote: You are a scum in a fancy dress." Unquote. That's what the that's what Rose McGovern uh, tweeted. And now it's so bad that Harvey Weinstein's wife, fashion designer Georgina Chapman, is reportedly leaving him in the wake of this bombshell sexual assault allegation stretching, again, three decades. She said, my heart breaks for all the women who had suffered tremendous pain because of this unforgivable action. She said in a statement to people, she said, I have chosen to leave my husband. Caring for my young children is my first priority, and I asked the media for privacy at this time. Weinstein and the British designer who co-founded the high-end fashion label, Marchessa, they got married in 2007 and had two children together, seven-year-old India Pearl and four-year-old Dashiell Max Robert. Now, Chapman's decision to call it quick comes after, again, two shocking exposés, one from the New York Times and one from the New Yorker, revealing all these alleged sexual harassments against these young actresses at the hands of this filmmaker. And a a source, again, told People Magazine that the split was inevitable but still a ways off and claimed that Chapman was angry not with her husband but also the impact his indiscretion may have had on her fashion label. Yeah, they're saying that they allege that some of the actresses don't want to have any to, anything to do with her fashion label. They don't want any of her clothes now. So her 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 brand is now taking a hit. Uh that brand, their fashion line, her fashion line Marchessa is has been a staple on Hollywood red carpets and is often worn worn by some of the same A-listers starring in Weinstein films. And again, she she she's really fearing that this could affect her business. Uh you know, Georgina and Harvey, they began dating in 2004 after Weinstein left his first wife, Eve Shelton. He and uh, she, she uh, he and Chapman were married in a star-studded affair in Connecticut with a guest list that would included A-listers like Jennifer Lopez, Cameron Diaz, and Renee Zellweger. And um, it's just really bad. And now uh, actor Terry Crews he has come out and says that he has come out forward with his own sexual assault story that he too was uh, harassed. 
and that he's he's saying that Harvey is not the only perpetrator. Um, again, he has come forward with his own story of sexual assault as Harvey Weinstein's sexual harassment and rape scandal continues to grow. The Brooklyn Nine-Nine star shared his story on social media because he wanted to let followers know that Weinstein is not the only perpetrator. So so he says, uh, quote, this whole thing with Harvey Weinstein is giving me PTSD. Why? Because this kind of thing happened to me. He said that uh, he and his wife were at a Hollywood function last year, and a high-level Hollywood, a high-level Hollywood executive came over to him and groped him in the private area. Now, the NFL player turned actor said he didn't kick his ass because he thought of how the media would spin the story. He said all, that's all they would he would need. He, he said that it would say 240-pound black man stomp out Hollywood honcho, and he said that uh, he would have been jailed. Instead, you know, he and his wife, they left the party. Now, Cruz talked to other people who have worked with the unnamed executive, and the next day the perpetrator apologized to Cruz but never really explained why he did what he did. Now, Cruz said he kept the experience private because he didn't want to be ostracized from the business, which he described as something that would be par for the course when the predator had has power and influence. This is what Terry tweeted. He said, I let it go, and I understand why many women who, who this happened to let it go. Who's going to believe you? Few. What, what are the repercussions? Many. Do you want to work again? Yes. And are you prepared to be ostracized? No. Cruz wrote he hoped his story would deter a predator and encourage someone who feel hopeless. Right now we have here 19 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and want to know more, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. And that way it will send you a message, a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one, T H A T S, entertainment number one. You can also follow me at stiletto14 and follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gives. Here's another uh, case. A lot, a lot of sexual. Assault cases is going around lately. Um, point in question, Nelly. Now, even though, if you haven't heard, Nelly was accused of rape over the weekend. Uh, a young lady, 21 years old, was invited on his tour bus that was parked outside. I guess outside of one of his ven- of one of the venues that he was performing, and forced himself upon this young lady. Now, even though Nelly has him in charge, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how things work out because in other words, he still needs a lawyer. I think he has a lawyer. This woman is now claiming she's she's making the claim against him, against Nelly, to say that they met at the club in Washington State on Friday night. They went back to his tour bus together where he forced her to have sex without a condom. Meanwhile, TMZ is reporting that his accuser alleged that after the incident, Nelly offered her money, which she said no to. 
Now, Nellie Lawyer, he does have a lawyer now. His name is Scott Rosenblum. Uh, He had this to say to E! News. He said, quote, it does not surprise me that she wanted to have her story publicized. That is playbook 101 of a person with an agenda, and clearly she has one. The agenda is money, fame, and notoriety. Rosamund said she, uh, he has an investigator following up on the situation. Uh, in a statement about the situation, Nelly tweeted this on Saturday. He said, quote, let me say that I'm beyond shocked that I have been targeted with this false allegation. I'm completely innocent. I am confident that once the facts are looked at, it would be very clear that I'm the victim of a false allegation, unquote. And Nelly has the full support of his girlfriend, Chantel Jackson, amid allegation that he raped this woman on his tour bus. Jackson, who has been dating Nelly since at least 2014, shared an intimate black-and-white photo of herself and the rapper and captioned it with their Zodiac sign, Leo and Scorpio. The sign comes just three days after TMZ again reported a Nelly's arrest, and the accuser claimed that, again, Nelly didn't use a condom when he assaulted her. His lawyer, again, is denying the allegation. Meanwhile, Chantel is in this uh, show-must-go-on mode. She hit Instagram with the promo for her new e-reality show with Nelly called The Platinum Life, which is premiering on October the 15th. And Nene is Nene Lee. She's apologizing after making a rape comment to a female audience member at a comedy show. The reality TV star took the stage at the Paramount Theater in California on Sunday night, October 8, as the host of a comedy show starring female comedians like Lonnie Love and Tiffany Haddish. Nene was telling a joke about male Uber drivers trying to have sex with female passengers when the audience booed and a woman began heckling the star. Feeling offended, she fired back saying, quote, I, I ain't even going to tell you about the the Uber driver. I hope he rape you, rape your ass tonight when you take take when you take your home. And she calls her the B word. And still your effing Hello Kitty. And she called her the B word. On Monday, she took to her social media account to apologize for her rape remarks. She said, quote, I truly regret and apologize for what I said from the stage in Oakland over the weekend. Sometimes words can cut deep and hurt when you have no intentions of them doing so. As a woman and someone who has survived abuse, I regret the words that I used. I made a mistake that I should have known better. I hope people accept my deepest and sincerest apologies. I am sorry, unquote. And just days earlier, Nene was involved in a war of words with the Real Housewives of Atlanta co-star Kim Zosiak and her daughter uh, Brielle after the 20-year-old posted footage of cockroaches in Nene's restroom. Nene called the mother-daughter duo racist. Kim and her daughter opt, uh, oop, uh, said that uh, she wrote on Instagram that what her daughter did at her home, which she nor Kim were invited to, so let's be clear that they were. It was pure discussing, racist, learned behavior. Children are not off limits when you allow your child to talk to adults any kind of way. Most posts she posts disrespectful things on social media and so on. And Kim is, she's calculating bipolar races with a horrible mouth. Who's used black folks for her come up? This is what Didi is saying about Kim and her daughter. So Kim responded, it's so sad and offensive that someone can stoop so low as to call someone a racist just because they are mad. She also claimed that Nene released this video herself, 
No one has ever seen this video but the but the Real Housewives of Atlanta, and nobody would have ever seen this video. Nene denied that she released the video herself, calling Kim a huge liar. Wow. And how many of you guys saw the BET Hip Hop Awards last night? Well, the winners have been unveiled. If you didn't see it, the annual event that was hosted by DJ Khaled on Friday, October 6th, wrapped up with the announcement of DJ Khaled as MVP of the year and Kendrick Lamar's Damn as Album of the Year. The host cleaned up the event with three awards, DJ of the Year, MVP of the Year, and Best Collaboration Duo or Group with his single, Wild Thoughts. He managed to defeat wrecking-breaking artists such as Jay-Z and Lamar. Other nominees for DJ of the Year include DJ Drama, DJ Envy, DJ Esco, and DJ Mustard. Meanwhile, other MVPs of the Year nominees include Cardi B and Chance the Rapper. And rapper Cardi B was also able to take home five awards despite being a rookie. She won Hustler of the Year, defeating big names such as Khaled, Jay-Z, and Lamar. Best New Hip-Hop Artist, Made You Look Award. Best Hip-Hop Style, defeating Nicki Minaj. Best Mixtape with her Gangsta Bitch Music Volume 2 and Single of the Year. Lamar himself managed to win four awards, making him, Khaled, and Cardi B the biggest winners of the event. The California rapper brought home the award for Best Hip Hop Video, Hot Ticket Performer, Lyricist of the Year, and Album of the Year after beating out tough opponents such as Khaled, Jay-Z, and Drake. And also at the event, Nicki Minaj was named Sweet 16 Best Feature Verse with her single uh, Rake It Up featuring Yo Gotti and defeating Gucci Mane. Uh, Ty Dolla Sign and Wiz Khalifa. Metro Boomin also brought home Producer of the Year Award. And the BET, again, was aired last night at, uh, on BET. And the, uh, so the other artists for the year, uh, you know, uh, again, congratulations to Cardi B, uh, Jay Z, Kendrick Lamar, DJ Khaled for b- winning uh, such a, a, a great award, the BET Hip Hop Awards, again for 2017. Congratulations to all the nominees and the winners. Right now, we have here uh, 26 minutes after the hour. Um, Coming up uh, in the next half hour, I'm going to give you the latest on, uh, speaking of the BET Awards, uh, Eminem has something to say about Donald Trump. He did like a four and a half minute video describing his disgust with the president. I'll tell you the latest. And uh, it's almost that time of year again. It's time for the uh, iHeart Radio Jingle Ball Tour presented by Capital One. I'll tell you who's going to be on the list for performing this year. And uh, we might be seeing another Rush Hour uh, movie. Jackie Chan, uh, he confirmed that there will be another Rush Hour 4 movie, so I can't wait. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson finally confirmed that he will star in a Fast and Furious spinoff. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Now we have 27 minutes left remaining the show. That was some new music from Miss Layla Hathaway, and I can't wait. Before I went to the break, I was getting ready to tell you about Mr. Eminem. He seemed to have something to say about Donald Trump. Who doesn't have anything to say to the most hated man in America? On a four-and-a-half-minute video that was revealed at the 2017 BET Hip Hop Awards on Tuesday night, the rapper slammed the president with a freestyle rap. From Trump's fight with North Korea to the NFL feud, he didn't hold back. He did not hold back. He started his performance off by rapping. He said, uh, quote, this is the calm before the storm right here, the same line that Trump used in the statement during a meeting with military officials at the White House last Thursday, October 5th. He also mentioned that uh, about Trump's continuous remark towards uh, Islam and Muslims. And the distance in there, he also said to um, to give props to President Obama because what we got in the White House now is a kamikaze and that he would probably cause a nuclear holocaust. And uh, he also said that uh, he was also in the video surrounded by black men saying about how racism is the only thing that Trump is fantastic for because that's how he gets off his rocks. And he even touched on Trump's threat to the NFL. You know, he said that, you know, that he attacks the NFL, so he should be focused on the people on Puerto Rico and gun reform, all these horrible tragedies that he bored and would rather, you know, cause a Twitter storm with, you know, with the Packers and how he wants to lower taxes. And, uh, you know, he just went in. And he also called out uh, Colin Kaepernick, who began the protest in this uh, about kneeling down uh, during the national anthem. You know what? I'd like to give a shout-out to all my British listeners. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to the BCC because they get it. They did a report, and see, they understand what this whole kneeling thing now is all about. You know, we, you know, people are just getting the whole protest all wrong, saying that this is disrespect, disrespecting the military. It's uh, you're disrespecting the flag. We're not disrespect. They're not disrespecting the flag, and they're not disrespecting the military. The BCC reported that it was a peaceful protest against the problems that our country is having, the United States, when it comes to black men and how they're treating in this country and police brutality. They're the only ones that get it. We, 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 we dumb Americans don't get that. You know, they want to throw in what they want to put in, what they want to say, these so-called, you know, and Trump, perfect example, the leader of it all, you know, they're not getting it. And now it Trump is saying is 
putting uh he now the president of the NFL is saying that if they now they're saying that now that the players have to stand up when the national anthem is uh on and if they don't they will lose their jobs. Like they don't have a choice. But uh shout out to the BCC for when the way they report the correct way of reporting why uh why the players are doing this the NFL kudos to to the BACC uh in other news um i was telling you about uh with christmas approaching it's time to get ready for the iheart media annual iheart radio jingle ball tour presented by capital one uh the media announced its full lineup for the tour which was filled with trendy musicians Top recording artists like Taylor Swift, Ed Sharon, and the Chainsmokers are among the performers. The multi-city tour will start on November 28th in Dallas and end on December 17th in Fort Lauderdale. American radio personality Evan Durant said to Billboard, it's almost like a Christmas pageant, referring to the full lineup of the tour. For three consecutive years, Capital One will be the main sponsor for iHeartRadio Jingle Ball Tour, which means the car holders of Capital One will get the exclusive access to tickets through a pre-sale in each city. Now, the pre-sale tickets will be available Available today, Wednesday, October the 11th, and run through Saturday, October 14th, until they are sold out. All other tickets will be available on Monday, October 16th, at iHeartRadio website. And you can also go to the iHeartRadio website to check out the rest of the line of performers. And Rush Hour 4 is coming. Jackie Chan confirmed it's during a press tour for his new movie, The Foreigner. The 63-year-old Hong Kong actor is expected to return to the next installment along with his on-screen sidekick, Chris Tucker. The martial artist told Mario Lopez when dropping by on Extra for an interview that the upcoming movie will begin production next year. Chan also said for the last seven years the script was no good, but yesterday everybody agreed that is the script. He didn't go into details about what to expect from the film, but he did assure fans it's pretty good. It's going to be different. It's not like about a drug dealer. It's not about fake money. It's something different. And he don't he 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 always wants to do he does he said he doesn't want to do the same thing again. In a different chat with Power 106, the cruise show, Jackie Chan also explained another reason for the delay is the time to make the movie. Uh, he told Chris Tucker, uh, before we get old, please do a Rush Hour 4 movie. The first Rush Hour movie was released in 1998. It grossed over $244 million worldwide. Rush Hour 2 followed in 2001 and Rush Hour 3 in 2007. It also spawned a TV series at the same name with John Fu and Justin Hires as the lead actors. It premiered on CBS in 2016 but canceled after just one season. It's unclear who will direct the upcoming fourth movie, but all the previous three films were helmed by Brett Ratner. And Dwayne the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson finally confirmed he will star in Fast and Furious spinoff with Jason Statham. The wrestler turned actor took to Instagram on Monday, October 9th, to tell his fans that he would be reprising his role as Luke Hobbs in the untitled Fast and Furious spinoff, focusing on his character and Statham. 
Statham, uh, Deckard Shaw. The post came just days after Tyrese Gibson blasted The Rock for allegedly being the reason for Fast and Furious 9 getting postponed. Universal had pushed back the ninth film for a year from uh, from April 19, 2019 to April 10, 2020. The spinoff, meanwhile, is set to open in the U.S. on July 26, 2019. No other information regarding the two projects is available as of now, except that Justin Lin is expected to direct the ninth film. And Tom Petty's sudden death remains a mystery in the eyes of the coroner. The 66-year-old rocker cause of death is currently listed as deferred according to a death certificate attained by TMZ. That means that officials are still waiting the, awaiting the cause of death result, which in some cases mean autopsy results according to the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. The gossip site also reports that Petty died at uh, at 11.43 Eastern Standard Time on October the 2nd at UCLA Santa Monica, information that his family previously divulged in a statement. The Los Angeles County Vital Records Office declined to release further information. Petty was taken off life support just before his death after going into full cardiac arrest on October 1st. The singer passing sent shockwaves throughout the music community as his career has showed no sign of slowing down. Petty had recently wrapped up a lengthy tour with his Heartbreakers and told the Los Angeles Times in his final interview before his death that working kept him young. And music star and newly minted American Idol judge Lionel Richie has been granted the rights to produce a feature based on the life of legendary songwriter and musician Curtis Mayfield. Richie is is developing the project via his Rich Lion production, which acquires the rights from the Curtis Mayfield estate. And this is according to Deadline. Born in Chicago in 1942, Mayfield began penning songs at age 11 before joining Jerry Butler in The Impressions at age 14. Mayfield went on to write more than 1,900 songs, including the impression hit People Get Ready and Keep On Pushing, reflecting his awareness of political and social concerns among black people. In 1990, Curtis Mayfield was paralyzed from the neck down after stage lighting equipment fell on him during an outdoor concert in New York. Now, although he was unable to play instruments after the the accident, Curtis continued to sing, compose music, and record. And after a acclaimed four-decade career, Mayfield died in 1999 at 57. And when it comes to tattoos, how many of you are still putting tattoos of your boyfriend, your husband? Well, singer Janae Aiko, she wasted no time. She professed her devotion to boyfriend Big Sean once, the ink was dry on her divorce. One week after her split from her ex-husband, Dot the Genius, was finalized, the 29-year-old singer got a colorful portrait of her rapper Boo face tatted on the back of her arm. Now, on Monday, Los Angeles-based celebrity tattoo artist Mariam the Witch Doctor Lupini shared several photos of Aiko's new ink to Instagram, writing, Art is Love. Now, Aiko's new tat, which shows Sean in a bow tie and tuxedo jacket, comes after uh, comes out about a year after the pair made it made uh, made it on Instagram of, that they are official with a selfie in October of 2016. The two are professional partners as well, performing as a duo under the moniker tw- uh, 2088. 
Their self-titled debut album dropped on April 1st, 2016, featuring guest appearance from Casey and JoJo and recording artist producer Detail. Aiko gushed to Billboard about Big Sean in September, calling him the love of her life. And Sylvester Stallone has announced the official green light for Creed II with Michael B. Jordan returning in the lead role and Stallone himself replacing Ryan Coogler behind the camera. Stallone confirmed on Instagram Monday that he will helm the sequel to his Rocky spinoff, which will start production in 2018. The news just weeks after Stallone posted a photo on Instagram teasing his expanded involvement with the sequel. Deadline reported that he was writing the script for Creed II, which could place Jordan Ardonis Johnson Creed in the ring with the son of Ivan Drago, the Russian heavyweight who killed Apollo Creed in a brutal match in the 1985 film Rocky IV. Stallone has teased as much on social media. Stallone won the Golden Globe for supporting actor in his turn as an aged, retired, and ill Rocky Balboa in the film. He was also nominated for Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role for the 2016 Academy Awards. 40 years after being Oscar-nominated for the original film, which won for Best Picture. Right now we have 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another break, and I will be back with the last remaining stories of the day. Don't you go anywhere.
Now we got 10 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from Miss Tony Braxton in Deadwood. All right, for the last remaining stories for the day, Chance the Rapper was in a vehicle pulled over by Chicago police on Sunday and made sure all his 6.7 million followers, Instagram followers, were on hand as witnesses just in case. The Chicago MC live streamed the traffic stop on Instagram showing that he was in the car with Kirsten... Kristen Corley, the mother of his daughter, Kinsley, who was actually the one behind the will. Now, Chance said that he and Kristen, along with their daughter, were driving home from church when they were pulled over. He stated that while he didn't have any weapons or drugs in the vehicle, policing as a system is disproportionately racist and oppressive. The Chicago Sun-Times reported that Illinois police confirmed that Corley was pulled over around 1 p.m. for a moving violation and was given a warning. Just a few hours he was after he was stopped, Chance shared a photo of himself hanging out with fellow Chicago-bred rapper Kanye West and comedian Dave Chappelle after the trio sat down for lunch. Chance didn't reveal what occurred during his beating, but the lunch is one of the few public appearances Kanye had made in Kanye had made in recent months. And uh, I, he said that his uh, the mother of his daughter, she was like, why are you filming this? And he said, I just needed to film this just in case this, you know, these police, you know how they are trying to quick to shoot somebody after a traffic stop. So do you blame him? You know, and now more and more people are doing that now, you know. More, people, more black people getting stopped by police, they need receipts. So... And Motown legend, legend uh, Smokey Robinson, he is known, you know, he's known for his silky, sultry, crooning voice. Well, starting this month, his honey vocals can be heard 
as part of the launch of an American Greeting Hollywood smash-up collection of celebrity video e-cards. The popular e-card will give fans the opportunity to customize greetings sung by Robinson himself for a variety of holidays and occasions. The first new e-card featured My Girl, the Temptation 1965 hit written by Robinson. It launched this week in support of Robinson's newly created holiday on Sunday, October 8th, Father-Daughter Day. This uh, innovative holiday highlights the encouraging influence a positive connection between a father and his daughter can have on her growth and development. And after this inaugural year, the Father-Daughter Day will take place on the second Sunday of each October. Will Smith and Tom Holland, who we all know who just recently did uh, Spider-Man movie this year, will star in the animated movie Spies in Disguise. The project is based on Pigeon Impossible, a 2009 original animated short film by Lucas Martel that follows a secret agent who nearly triggers a global global conflict when a pigeon gets stuck in a government-issued nuclear briefcase. Nick Bruno, who previously worked on Epic and the Peanut Movie, and Troy Quayne, who worked on Ice Age Collision Course and the upcoming Fredderhan will co-direct the film. Smith freely lent his vocal talents to Shark Tales. His upcoming film include Bright, a sci-fi adventure for Netflix, and Aladdin, a live-action version of the Disney classic that will feature him as the genie. Spies in Disguise is set to open on January 18, 2019. The feature-length film is a Fox animated production with Blue Sky Studio and Shernan Entertainment overseeing the project. And ESPN Sports Center anchor Jamel Hill, who famously called Donald Trump a white supremacist on Twitter, was suspended by ESPN on Monday for breaking company rules yet again with her use of Twitter. It appeared that Hill was benched for what was perceived as advocating for a boycott of NFL advertisers Sunday night following reports that the Dallas Cowboys and Miami Dolphins had made it mandatory for their players to stand for the national anthem. On Monday morning, Hill tweeted, just so we're clear, I'm not advocating an NFL boycott, but an unfair burden has been put on players in Dallas and Miami with anthem directives, unquote. Her suspension come a little more than a week after Hill penned an essay for the undefeated in which the TV anchor said she let her bosses and colleagues down, and for that she felt awful. And Usher Herpes accuser in Georgia, Laura Helm, now say she only had protected sex with the singer despite claiming otherwise in her $20 million lawsuit. TMZ obtained a recording of Helm on the phone telling a male friend she had no plans to sue Usher after finding out he allegedly had has herpes. She said Usher had always worn a condom when they had sex, so she wasn't concerned about exposure to the virus. Now, TFZ point out how the two different stories appeared to cast doubt on her credibility. Um, they said that uh, the conversation took place July 19, just two days before Helms filed the lawsuit and changed her story. In the doc, she said Usher did not use a condom when they had sex in New Orleans. But uh, as TMZ pointed out, her attorney, Lisa West, said Helm only lied because she thought her publicist, Dennis Byron, the guy on the phone, was trying to shop a story to the media about Usher having an affair. 
Wes said Helm didn't want to be exploited, and in, in her attempt to deter Byron from doing so, she told him inaccurately that she never had protected sex with Usher and she did not have herpes. Wes adds she's gone to law enforcement because Helm think Byron was extorting her. Worth noting, Helm also accused Byron of stalking her, but on Friday a judge dismissed the matter for lack of evidence. And O'Shea Jackson Jr., who we all know is Ice Cube's son, is in negotiation to join Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron in Lionsgate, Flarsky, according to Variety. Jonathan Levine is directing the story behind Rogen as an unemployed journalist named Fred Flarsky, battered by his own misfortune and self-destructive ways who endeavors to pursue Theron's character. His childhood crush and babysitter, who now happen to be one of the most powerful and unattainable women on earth. So far, no word on what Jackson will play. The movie is currently in pre production under Rogan's Point Grey Pictures, Farron, Denver, and Delia Films, and Good Universe. The script is written by veteran com- uh, comedy writer Dan Sterling. The film is due in theaters February 8, 2019. Jackson just recently earned positive reviews for his performance in the Sundance movie Ingrid Goes West. He can be seen in the action film Den of Thieves and Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And prepare to see more of TLC in the coming months. The R&B group featuring T-Boz and Chili has signed with ICM Partners, according to Variety. ICM also represents such artists as Nicki Minaj, J. Cole, Celine Dion, and Macy Gray within the agency Concert Division. TLC debuted as a trio with founding member Lisa Lefai Lopez, who died in the 2002 in a car crash in Honduras, their debut album, Ooh, on the TLC tip, released in 1992, would go on to sell more than 4 million copies. And Crazy Sexy Cool, the follow-up in 1994, which would be certified 11 times platinum. Over their career, the group had notched 10 top 10 singles and 4 number 1 singles. In 2013, the VH1 original film, Crazy Sexy Cool, chronicles the group rise, was the network highest rate original premiere. Following a 15-year absence from recording, the group released the album TLC in June of 2017, and the group continued to be managed by Bill Diggins of Diggit Entertainment. And also, I had the privilege to go to t book signing here in New York uh, about a month ago. Make sure you get a copy of her book, A Sick Life. Uh, it's a memoirs of her of her time, the rise of being in the group TLC and all the struggles she, they went through and also her uh, her struggle with the sickle cell anemia. And Fox has ordered five additional episodes of its music drama star, boosting the total season two order to 18 episodes. The season two premiere of Star posted the series' highest rating telecast since the series' debut, as well as the highest seven-day total multi-platinum audience since the same date, delivering a seven-day total multi-platinum audience of 7.5 million viewers. The drama was was up to 20% from its season one finale. Star is in the production of 20th Century Fox Television and associated with Lee Daniel Entertainment. Wow, that is great. Well, right now um, we got a second left. I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in this Wednesday afternoon. Join me the next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great day. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time.
Take care.